You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Here are your hosts, Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. Welcome to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry. I am here with Jeff Griffin. We are here at the Trailing of the Sheep here in the Sun Valley, Haley, Ketchum area of Idaho. I've had a lot of lamb in just the last few hours enjoying learning things I've never learned before, having a great time. We are currently here at the Sheep Dog Trials, and I have watched dogs do things that I thought I could train Jeff to do, but apparently dogs <laughs> are really well trained. <laughs> I'm an old dog. You can't teach me any new tricks. But, no, this is a beautiful area to begin with, particularly at this fall time of year. So it's like you wouldn't have to throw a party to get me to come up here. But then on top of that, you throw this party, the Trailing of the Sheep Festival, and I am all, all in. I mean, how can you be wrong when you've got dogs, sheep, lots of food, lots of people? We're going to be picking up one of our kids, one of our mini-me's, is a yarn. She has a yarn fetish, so we'd be picking up some yarn while we're here. There's so many people here. Yeah, and a lot of different things to do. Uh, we started off last night at the For the Love of Lamb Food Fest, where you go, and we'll be talking about that later on today. Just a lot of different things to do. Coming up, we've got interviews with Mary Austin Cross, who is the director of the festival. She's going to kind of give us an overview. We are actually going to go to a sheep ball later during the show. We've also got an interview with Patrick Shanahan. He is a two-time national champion in the sheepdog trials. We also are going to a folk fair. We're going to learn everything about what sheep, you know, how they contribute felt, yarn, all sorts of things about sheep that will be really fun. One of the fun things about this is there are many different ways to prepare lamb, and we are going to talk with Chris Kastner of CK's Restaurant in Haley and talk about all the delicious lamb recipes we're finding here this weekend. Not only that, but we're going to talk about For the Love of Lamb, and let me tell you, that's my new love of life, For the Love of Lamb, a actual lamb tasting that happens in town. It's kind of like, shall we say, fall trick-or-treating. You go to each place, knock on the door, hey, can I have some lamb? And they give you some lamb. It's pretty amazing. One of the reasons they put this together was to sort of celebrate the heritage of this area. This was a big lamb area, sheep area for a long time. We're going to talk first with Jack and Diane Peavy, who were the founders of this festival. We'll talk up with them about why they put this together, what they wanted to celebrate. We're also going to talk with Alberto Yuranga, who was a Basque man who came here, like many others, to become a sheep herder and has been here many years and has become part of the community here. We've got a lot to get to today. And how we're going to end this show is actually what we hear. We're going to be at a sheep parade, a whole parade full of sheep. And that's how we're going to end the show this week. Lots of fun things to do here at Trailing of the Sheep. lot to do. Make sure that you check out our website, TravelBrigade.com, or our Twitter, at TravelBrigade. Lots more to do. We'll be right back. What's hot? What's not? What's trending? Next up, this week's picks for travel news and hot topics in travel. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry. I am here with Jeff Griffin. We're here in Haley at the Sheep Dog Trials here at the Trailing of the Sheep, getting ready to bring to you a sheepish experience. Are we a sheep in wolf's clothing? or We, we could be. Uh, no, what is that? I'm a, kind a, of a wolf. A wolf in sheep's clothing. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Before we get to all these many activities that are going on here throughout the weekend, we're first going to do hot topics in travel. Today I've got something from USA Today Travel, the top 10 concert venues in America. Are they woolly? Yes. (laughs) 
Now, you might say, well, what's your favorite concert venue? Is, you know, for myself, I'd rather have like a small place, but sometimes going to a big event at a big place is, is kind of fun. So I just saw the Katy Perry in a big, big place, a big spectacle, but it was really good. The ones that they named, some of them were kind of ones you would think of, like Madison Square Garden. And I've only been there for a hockey game, but... Hockey, good, good place. But apparently also, in terms of history, so many great bands have played there over the years. It's kind of the landmark place. Red Rocks in Colorado. I don't know if you remember the, the YouTube videos from there, from, from when they first came to America. Yep, out west. They brought a whole little generation of people out there with them. Another one that we've experienced and is, is really a fun place to go is the Hollywood Bowl. I love the Hollywood Bowl. It's romantic and fun. I don't know that it's so much the sound or everything, but like you... You go there and you can get a picnic lunch and sit down on the hill and everything like that. So it's sort of that entire concert experience. One that was on here that I was not predicting was Fenway Park. Oh, I didn't. Actually, now that you mention it, I, I've heard that people do that. But yeah, I love Fenway Park as a baseball field, but I've never thought about it as a venue. We've been to Fenway to a Red Sox game, and it is an amazing experience. Yeah, I would love to go see a concert there. Probably the uh, the, the Dropkick Murphys would be <laughs> the appropriate <laughs> band to go see. Hello, how could that get any better? <laughs> So anyway, that's on USA Today's travel section if you want to take a look at it. Coming up, we're going to talk a little bit with Mary Austin Cross about this entire festival and everything that there is to do here. You know, we really can't beat it. You're here in the fall. It's beautiful. We've actually been up here. We have one of my very good friends that lives here. We come and visit and just, you know, I don't think we've come in the fall. We've been here in the summer and the winter. But the beautiful, this is a this is a festival that's held every fall. And it's so beautiful. The leaves are green, turning to yellow, turning to orange absolutely beautiful and there's so many people here and it's so interesting to learn about the culture of what's going on and it's just you know quite a fun experience all at the same time so we have a lot to bring up on today's show make sure that you check us out on our website travelbrigade.com and you also check us out on twitter at travel brigade we will be right back questions or comments for the travel brigade tweet them at travel brigade Welcome to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry. I'm here with Jeff Griffin. Of course, we are here, again, all sheep, all the time here at the Trailing of the Sheep. It's a beautiful time of year to be up here just to begin with. And then on top of that, they throw a party for you. How great is that? You're sitting here with all these wonderful fall colors. And, oh, by the way, they cook all these wonderful lamb dishes for you. And right now we're watching some Basque dancers. And we're really lucky because we've got Mary Austin Cross, who is the director of the entire festival. Mary, tell us a little bit about this festival and how long it's been going and what it celebrates. Hi, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for coming. This is the 18th annual Trailing of the Sheep Festival, and we celebrate the heritage and history and culture of Idaho, the Wood River Valley, and the West in this uh, in this festival. It's about storytelling. It's about celebrating the Basque and the Scottish and the Peruvian sheep herders who have been herding sheep through this area since the early uh, to mid-1800s. And what this celebrates is in the fall, the sheep are coming down from the mountains after a summer of grazing, and it's a celebration of community, family. It's a celebration of 
the sheep and the men and the dogs all coming home in a celebration of food and music and dance like it's been going on for centuries and centuries in this world. And so we're so happy to be able to do this. We're at the Sheep Folk Life Fair today, and that's also a celebration of people who have their own little farm flocks of sheep, and they um, have their sheep in their, like, small flocks. All the sheep have names. They shear them. They clean the wool. They cart it, spin it, dye it, and they make these beautiful creations. There's Nuno felting here. There's just all kinds of beautiful crafts. Unbelievable. And, and most of the vendors here come, they only come to one festival a year. That's ours. There's actually, uh, again, this is a four or five day festival. There's lots of, tell us a little bit about the highlights throughout the festival, what people can't miss when they come. Well, we started early this year with lots of cooking with lamb classes uh, by our famous local chefs and caterers. And we also have lots of history. We have bring in ranchers to tell us about the history of sheep herding. We bring in the Western Folklife Center to record it all and to share their museum exhibit here in the valley. We did the Sheep Tales gathering last night, which is storytelling to preserve stories from sheep ranching families. And we uh, had a lamb tasting, a free lamb tasting in restaurants all around the community. And today is the Folklife Fair, not to miss. There's two days of sheep dog trials, not to miss. In the morning, we have a photo workshop and we have another barbecue. There's food everywhere, lamb everywhere. And then uh, we have the big sheep parade in which we close Highway 75 and Main Street. And this is not a reenactment. We have uh, sheep coming down from the mountains that will go through Main Street in Ketchum, along with our performers, our cultural people, and with sheep camps and horses and teams. And uh, that's the culmination of the weekend. Um, it happens on noon on Sunday, and we get 10,000 people watching sheep walk down Main Street. This isn't like the running of the bulls. I don't need to, like, run out of the way or anything or sprint down Main Street or, or anything like that. I just kind of need to stay out of the way. You do. You need to keep from uh, under their feet. These are gentle creatures. They're so sweet, but with they get scared to death when they come around the corner and see all those people. Because they've been up in the mountains, you know. They've seen, they've had a herder. They've had a few dogs. Maybe they saw a person or two. For the most part, they haven't seen anybody since they went up there in June. So when they come back and come around the corner and see people, they like go, uh-oh, i got to turn around and go the other way. Well, again, this beautiful backdrop here in Sun Valley, Haley, and Ketchum, it's a beautiful place to be here in the fall. There's more coming up on the Trailing of the Sheep Weekend. You can check us out at our website, TravelBrigade.com, or check us out at Twitter, at Travel Brigade. We will be right back. the Travel Brigade? Tweet them at Travel Brigade. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. We are here in Idaho near the Sun Valley Haley area. We are here at the Sheepdog Trials. I have learned so much in the last 10 minutes about what a dog actually can get trained to do. It's amazing. These, these dogs, now that I've seen it, these dogs are athletes. And they engage in a competition, a very grueling competition, where they run out and run around these sheep, sheep that they've never even worked with before, and get them to move different places based solely on a whistle that the trainer does. And the whole thing is just really amazing. The only downside is I have not seen a pig do this yet. I came here sort of expecting that after watching the movie Babe, but apparently it doesn't work out that way. These dogs... Maybe they're saving the babe for last. Yes. 
But these dogs are incredible, just incredible what they can do. And it's one of these things where you have to see it to believe it. I would really recommend coming here. And one of the nice things is that they have someone commenting that you can hear on a PA that sort of explains it as they're going along, like why this is a good run or what the, the dogs have to do and things like that. Right. You know, it's interesting. They have a time clock. I don't know if you saw that. They each have 11 minutes to complete the task. And Jeff's right. You know, we're new newbies when it comes to this wool experience. We didn't really know what to expect when we got here, but it is really interesting. They have commentary going on to explain to you what the dog's doing, what the whistle's doing, what the dog's, you know, supposed to be doing. And then they also have a map sitting there um, on the field that explains, you know, where the dog's going, where he needs to get the sheep. And it really is interesting. The handlers are not allowed to touch the dogs in any way. They are only allowed to call them through their whistles and all these dogs are trained to do this. And again, the, the thing that I find really interesting, these aren't a set of dogs and sheep that work together all the time, so therefore they have it in sync. These are brand new sheep that this dog has to learn how to uh, to get through the trail. And again, we're here at the trail. There's a lot of people here watching it. There's festivities going on through all around the town, and so it's just, just quite a fun experience, a nice, beautiful fall experience. There's a little Basque restaurant serving food here. There's different little craft booths and things like like that here. So it's a fun experience to come out here on a Saturday morning. Coming up, we've got Patrick Shanahan. We were really lucky enough to get an interview with him. He's a two-time national champion at this, and he can explain to us, you know, how these dogs are trained and how they get to be so incredible. Yep. All that coming up next on Travel Brigade. Again, check out our website, travelbrigade.com, or you can check us out and follow us on Twitter at Travel Brigade. We will be right back. For the Travel Brigade, tweet them at Travel Brigade. Welcome to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry. I'm here with Jeff Griffin. We are here in Haley, Idaho at the Trailing of the Sheep. We're talking about this this whole show. We are here at the trials right now. It's so interesting. I just looked at the map. It is so fascinating to watch these dogs move these sheep around this field and just at the call of a whistle a dog runs out there and moves these sheep to different places. It's fascinating to watch. Here to tell us more about it is Patrick Shanahan. He is a two-time national champion at Sheepdog Trials and Patrick, tell us a little bit first of all, how long does it take to train one of these dogs to get to this level? Um, It takes, um, myself, it takes about two years. Um, We usually start training them about one year of age and some of them will train up faster than others, but it takes a couple of years to get them trained, then it takes another year or two to get them experienced. So most of the dogs out here are at least four or five years old. There's a few younger ones at three years, but most of them are pretty young. What I find really interesting is the sheep that are out there have never really worked with the dog or associated with the dog. So the dog's skills are actually literally coming from the skills that they were taught. Exactly. Um, these sheep haven't been worked in small groups or worked in a group of a thousand, and today they've put them out five individuals together. And so the dog has to somehow communicate to those five sheep to move in a in a calm manner throughout the course and so everybody usually has a good dog at home but it takes a special dog to become a trial dog because those dogs have to go to, from trial to trial for different kinds of sheep different kinds of terrain and do well so they have to like competition as well to use a sports metaphor since this is a sport you're always playing on the visitors field <laughs> you never you never played on your home field when you've got a large herd at home how many dogs 
dogs will you typically have out there working? Well, I mean, for the most part, a single dog can handle, let's say, if I had a flock of 75 or 100. But when you start getting the numbers above that, sometimes there's uh, occasions you need two or three dogs to, to help, let's say, push things through a difficult situation. Um, most of the time, one dog can handle a smaller group. And what's the typical career length for a sheepdog? Uh, it varies, just like um, some people get older, uh, much younger than others. But I'd say most dogs are doing pretty well at 9 or 10, as long as their hearing and their eyesight is doing okay. There's some that can go to 11 or 12. There's no injuries, and they have good hearing and eyesight. I know there are many sheepdog trials throughout the U.S. that build up towards the national championship. What role does this trailing of the sheep sheepdog trials play in that? How does that work? Well, it's just, it's one of the premier sheepdog trials in the West. We're really fortunate in the West that we actually have these types of sheep and events available. Um, this one is just highly regarded because it's a tough set of sheep that you get to work. It's well-organized trial and, you know, it's a beautiful place to be at. So um, it's, you know, it's an event that most people want to come to if they can. I know everybody out there who's ever watched the movie Babe is begging me to ask this question. Would it be possible for a pig to herd sheep into a pen? It's not possible uh, at this kind of distance. Or, like, pigs are pretty smart, but, uh, you know, for the most part, they don't, they don't have the athleticism that's really needed to do what we're doing here today. Can we all just pretend it could really happen, though? <laughs> Something about it. I have been impressed by the athleticism of these dogs. They run out there so fast, and then they're running back. Just so much running. Do you have to do any special training with them, or does it just kind of come naturally? Well, part of, you know, part of what makes a great dog is it is a good athlete, and so they do have to be obviously kept in shape because even though the, the event is only 12 minutes, it's, it's like 12 minutes at a sprint and, uh, and also having to concentrate. So everybody... Um, will really work at keeping their dogs in, in top physical condition. Okay, before we go, can you give us a good dog whistle? A good dog whistle? You mean... Uh, uh, a command? or uh, I probably don't even have the lingo correct. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, I'm, most of us, uh, like a uh, stop whistle would be that that's what we do to tell them to stop so or everybody even you know people who don't have sheepdogs have a recall whistle or we'd say a that'll do whistle which is to bring it back and so you know mine would be it's just a twill so they know to come back to me yeah we don't want to do that too loud because <laughs> that'd be pretty bad that'd be pretty bad if we yeah. called somebody and saw his dog back but thank you so much for spending time with us today we are going to be here all weekend at the trials at the trailing of the sheep we have a lot more on this week's show we'll be right back you're listening to travel brigade with kathleen curry and jeff griffin you can follow them on twitter like them on facebook and check out their website at travelbrigade.com Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry. I'm here with Jeff Griffin. And as much as I have for the love of Jeff, I've now moved on for the love of lamb. It's hard not to love the lamb here. Right now we're at the Folklife Fair during the Trailing of the Sheep Festival weekend. There are several local restaurants here that have prepared lamb dishes. We're going to be talking with a man named Chris Kastner in a minute about his restaurant and the types of lamb dishes they do. But last night we went to a thing called For the Love of Lamb. For the Love of Lamb. There's really just two words I need to say. Free lamb. 
The food was amazing. They all start at the same time. And there's a little map of all the tastings and there's all these restaurants that are included. So when we run the show, we'll put the link and you can kind of see the restaurants and maybe we'll put a clip of the menu. You literally go from like, like I say, I I compared it before, trick-or-treating for lamb. You knock on the door and said, hey, for the love of lamb, and then they hand you a dish. And they were incredible. We had everything from lamb ragu to a lamb slider, which I have to say from Zinc, it was my favorite of the night. There was also a lamb filo dough, uh, lamb meatballs. What else did we have? They were so good. Lamb meatloaf, lamb moussaka. Ooh, the moussaka was also really good. A lamb strudel. You can think of it, they put lamb with it. Yeah, we went from place to place, and there are people standing in line, and everyone kind of has different spreads. Some are tastings. Christina's, she had a huge, just a spread that was there. It was absolutely beautiful. Some were, like, just lines out the door, and just a lot of fun. People walking within this, you know, kind of a small block radius of all these different places, and it was just a really, really great fun. And then at the end, everyone votes for some of their favorite things, but it's a really, really great place. And again, you know, not that I don't eat lamb. I do. I just don't eat it, like, in the free frequency that I've been eating it, but I've really tried all these amazing dishes I would have never even thought to try. Yeah, and again, it's free. That's the thing. They donate lamb to all these different restaurants, and then they all come up with their own dish, and kind of, most of them, they put something with it, and so it's just, it's a free night. You're just walking around downtown Ketchum, which is a beautiful place. It's all within walking distance, so it's definitely one of the highlights of this whole weekend. And then we come here, and there's more lamb. We're here at the fest the next day. And we were lucky enough to catch one of the chefs while we were here. Yeah, coming up, we're going to be talking with Chris Kastner. He is the chef at CK's Restaurant. And believe it or not, he knows even more ways to prepare lamb. I know. It's not a lack of different ideas to do that. Again, we'll have more information on Trailing of the Sheep and the whole weekend activities and festivals. Things to do while you're here at TravelBrigade.com. You can also check us out on Twitter and Instagram. We will be right back. You're going to get a little hungry when you're traveling the globe. Whether it be fine dining, a regional specialty, or a small local street cart, you gotta eat. Next up, you gotta eat. Mmm, good. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry. I am here with Jeff Griffin again here. We are here at the Trailing of the Sheep. And again, I've had more lamb in the last 24 hours than I've had quite in a while. It's all really good. And never, you know, we think of like a leg of lamb or whatever. I've had lamb meatballs. I've had a lamb slider. I've had lamb ragu. I, I can't even begin. I've had a lamb pizza. Lots of many things I've had. Lamb, lamb, lamb. Sort of reminds me of that character in Forrest Gump that tells Forrest all the different ways you can prepare shrimp. Well, there are all the different ways you can prepare lamb. We have had some great ones. We've got a chef here who has some expertise in this because he runs a local restaurant here. And if you're going to run a local restaurant here, you got to know how to cook lamb at least once a year. We're welcoming to the program Chris Kastner, and he runs CK's right here in Haley. And Chris, tell us, what's your favorite way to have lamb? I think my favorite lamb dish is uh, a lamb ragu. It's a slow preparation, long cooking time. Uh, We top it with a little pecorino, an eggplant, bake it, and with gnocchi. And it's just amazing. It's just cold night, that, some red wine, some Barolo, a little bit of bread. Oh, my gosh. It's right there. That sounds amazing. Again, I think part of it is that I have never had this many types of lamb. You know, I always think about like going to a restaurant, oh, like a lamb's on the menu. But this is just lamb uh, in ways I've never had it. Tell us a little bit about the culture of lamb here, you know, in the valley and a little bit of how it's kind of being implemented in the local cuisine. Well, it took us a long time to really develop close personal relationships with lamb growers. 
Generally, the way the lamb industry worked in the state for years is one herder would sell his entire herd to a large commodity group. They would just take his whole herd away. They would cut it up and package it, and then they would sell it to whoever. That's the way the lamb was distributed. We have a personal connection now with the growers. Many of the restaurants do here. And so we have the lamb cut the way we want it, and it's all grass-fed, totally natural, coming right out of the mountains, never spends any time on a feedlot, no grain pumped up weighed on them and uh it's amazingly delicious and uh for us we're all about sustainability local uh connection trying to keep our food within 150 miles at least 80 percent of the menu it's tough here since winter's about eight months out of the year so growing season's short and it's difficult to do that but uh we have about 20 gardeners we work with one lamb producer and we always have lamb on the menu year round there's something on there um, we'll go from racks of lamb until they're gone and then we will switch to a lamb sirloin which is just a mini roasted leg of lamb that'll be our roast lamb dish and we'll we'll rotate in the lamb ragu dish occasionally it's one of our slow preparations which kind of rotate around on the menu sometimes it's chicken pork beef lamb vegetarian we always have some sort of traditional dish that is important to a culture in the world, like vindaloo. We'll do lamb vindaloo, an amazing Indian dish with Portuguese roots when they kind of were in there doing their thing. And uh, Middle Eastern lamb dishes, a lamb tagine with plums. That's an, another amazing one. In the Italian, the lamb ragu. And uh, we just like to mix it up. And because uh, it's hard to put us in a box. We're, I don't like to call us world cuisine. Some people do. We're contemporary American. With some melting pot restaurant, we do things from all cultures. And, you know, with a local, sustainable bend on everything. So cooking lamb year-round, that's pretty amazing. And tell us some other dishes that CKs might be noted for that uh, we should try when we go there. Something that, well, you won't be able to try it tonight. It's just finished, but we have a big garden behind the restaurant, and we grow our own squash, primarily for squash blossoms, and that's a pretty favorite summer thing for our customers. We stuff them with uh, local goat cheese, make a very light beer batter, and fry them very quickly, and they're delicious. We serve them with an aioli. Sorry you won't be having those tonight. But um, other dishes, local figs from Hagerman. We'll have those for another week, hopefully we won't be out before you come in because they shorted me today. Um, and there's a company called Idaho Tropical Fruit. They have a couple greenhouses down in Hagerman. They have uh, amazing limes, lemons, pomelos, and figs. And uh, it's just incredible to be able to get a fresh fig like that. I've never. The only time I've ever had one as good is when I've picked it off a tree myself. Again, this is a great festival, nonstop eating, nonstop lamb. Again, the only thing I can think that you might not want to do is if you're a vegetarian, maybe not the place for you. But other than that, you can really try all sorts of lamb dishes here uh, all during the week. There's tastings. We're going to talk more about that on the show. We'll have more information on Trailing and the Sheep on our website at TravelBrigade.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Travel Brigade. We'll be right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry. I am here with Jeff Griffin. I'm having a great time here at the Trailing the Sheep. We have been having fun all weekend long. We went to the Heritage Festival uh, earlier today. We went to the Sheep Herders Ball last night. And actually, didn't we talk about actually recording there, but we got so hooked into the music, the food. Everyone was like, it was so crazy and loud that we decided to record this morning. We're here waiting for 
the sheep to actually come down to a sheep parade. Yeah, yesterday was really fun because we got to see Basque dancers, Scottish bagpipes, a group from Poland with some sheep herding traditions came, uh, actually from Chicago with Polish sheep herding traditions. And so we got to see all that heritage yesterday and talk to some people. And then last night, yeah, the Sheep Herders Ball, Hot Time in Cowtown is a great band. Go listen to them if you haven't already. And we really enjoyed them last night. It was a lot of fun. And then today, yeah, we're sitting here on Main Street waiting for the parade to start. And two very nice locals uh, saved us a place here right at the front. Because we're so important. <laughs> because we're VIPs. And so we're really excited for this. Coming up, we've got an interview with John and Diane Peavy, who were the founders of this festival. They're going to tell us how it got started and sort of the heritage behind it and why they have sheep come down the middle of the road here right in town. And then we're also going to talk with Alberto Uranga, who came here many, many years ago. From who's a Basque man who came here and wound up herding sheep and then went on to become sort of a financial person here in town and he's got some interesting stories to tell us. Coming up you're going to hear a little bit about the heritage of this festival. Again we're here on the main street waiting for the sheeps to come down. It is a sheep parade. It's when they actually come down from the mountains getting ready for the winter, the lower ground and we're going to be watching that but also all these pictures we're taking pictures putting them on their Instagram Travel Brigade. Check that out. You can also check out our website TravelBrigade.com or follow us on Twitter. We will be right back. the Travel Brigade? Tweet them at Travel Brigade. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry. I'm here with Jeff Griffin. We are, shall I say, I've had more lamb in the last 24 hours than I think I've had in the whole last year. It's been wonderful and it's been lambtastic, dare I say. When we came here, we said, we want to speak with the people in charge. We want to speak with a lambassador. We have with us John Peavy. He's literally wearing a badge that says lambassador. He's got his sheepdog Aggie with him. And John and his wife Diane were the founders of this festival. And John, take us back to when you founded this festival 18 years ago. What, what were you looking to do when you founded this? Well, I was in the uh, state legislature and running for election every two years, and uh, the railroad had been pulled up, and people wanted to uh, put an asphalt pad on top of the uh, railroad right-of-way, and it was dual purpose. It was also the sheep trail. So they came to Diane and I and John Faulkner and wanted to put this asphalt down, and we said, well, of course, there's no problem. I didn't stop the sheep. And as soon as the uh, thing had been paved, we started getting calls about the doo-doo on the bike path, getting in rollerblades and bicycle wheels. And, and so, uh, you know, when people throw lemons at you, you learn to make lemonade. <laughs> and we invited people out in the, you know, we had bought a radio ad and had people meet us at a restaurant early in the morning and talked about sheep ranching and the history and how it worked. And people showed up and had a cup of coffee. And just at daylight, we went out and helped move sheep. And they'd walk along and help uh, help us take the band south. So uh, after a year or two of that, we had a reception in a, in a gallery. And then Carol Waller, I think it was, who uh, 
wanted to meet with us and say, we think we'd like to close Main Street on Sunday at noon and have you bring the sheep right through the center of town. And, of course, for years we've been sneaking through alleys and back roads and early, early in the morning to avoid the crowds. And so it was really a, a whole different deal. And it grew and grew and grew, and here we are. So it's really interesting. We're actually doing, seeing the sheep going down Main Street tomorrow. Those are actual sheep that are actually coming down the mountain, not just people that are like, hey, let's go take my sheep to Main Street. Oh, yeah. No, this is, if, whether people show up or not, the, this is a migration that happens every year. We go north in the, sp- in the spring and the higher elevation, and uh, this time of year we uh, leave those higher elevations because they're, they're going to turn white pretty quick, and uh, down we come. And we're going to come whether there's people here or not. And it's not a reenactment. It isn't a make-believe. It's a real thing. This festival is now a four- or five-day festival. There's so many things to do. What is your favorite, your highlight of doing this festival? What's your favorite activity for the whole week? Well, I love the music and, and, and stuff, the, the authenticity, the, the Basque and the Peruvian and the Scots, and uh, that's all. That's always wonderful. The, the stories of the ranching life and the storms and the things that uh, you have to overcome. That's that's fun, and uh, I think probably my favorite is uh, stock dogs over at where they're performing with our sheep. Our sheep are the ones that the stock dogs are bringing down up Quigley Canyon up, up over there. When did you get an idea that this could actually turn into what it's turned into today? How many years did it take for it to really take off? Well, as soon as we started coming down Main Street, you know, none of us really thought that very many people were all that excited about watching a band of sheep. Uh, we had people in Cary just laughing at us, you know. And, and, uh, but the first year, there, there, was, there were a lot of people, you know. I don't think we hit over 10,000 up until a couple of years ago but we're up uh, they sold every every room in the community in Haley and Ketchum uh, for this event and that's the first time that's happened so it, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and again we'll have more information on trailing of the sheep on our website at travelbrigade.com you can also check out our photos from this at Instagram as well as follow us on Twitter we will be right back you're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry. I'm here with Jeff Griffin. We're here all weekend at the Trailing of the Sheep Festival, having such a great time learning all there is about sheep and dog herding and all of this wonderful stuff, eating lamb and having such a great time. We are really lucky we are getting to interview Alberto Uranga, and he is a man who is Basque and was born over in Europe and ended up coming here and working in the sheep herding industry here in Idaho. Mr. Yuranga, tell us a little bit about how you ended up coming to Idaho and the sort of sense of adventure you were seeking. I don't know if you'd watched John Wayne movies or what it was that, that brought you here. Right. Uh, back home uh, in 1960s, uh, American uh, cowboy movies were uh, it. <laughs> so I personally fell in love watching uh, John Wayne movies like everyone else uh, coming to America uh, it was not in my things to do during uh, my 16th 17th 18th and on years 
of age, but uh, but in 1968, I had the urge of getting away. So two of us ended up in uh, in Idaho, and uh, I was a uh, salesman. I was a salesperson in northern Spain, and uh, from that type of life to what I encountered here in, uh, at the sheep ranch, it was it was amazing. Uh, yeah, we ended up uh, going up to the hills uh, with uh, 2,000 head of sheep, and I uh, spent three years in the desert through the springtime and then summer, the highlands, the mountains, about, you know, two, three thousand meters high with the sheep so that uh, in the fall, we then turn around and headed back to the ranch until about December. And so it was a hard life, lonely life, very lonely life for me because I was not born and raised in a farm. I was uh, the son of a tuna boat skipper in the, in the town of uh, Mutriku over by San Sebastian northern Spain, and uh, I was, uh, my family was not a farm-oriented uh, family, so to me, to come to the States and get to herd sheep, uh, it was very, very hard. I think now that was kind of how you got here and what you did, now looking at this and looking at the festival and looking at all these people that are coming to visit and get a glimpse into this culture, what, what do you think about all of this? I think it's a dream coming through. Back 14 years ago, I was approached by a, a flat-top sheep company's owner, John Peavy, and he asked me to join them into becoming a person to bring the trillions of sheep to where it needs to be, because we were really losing ground with uh, tourists, people that uh, thought that uh, perhaps sheep didn't belong in the streets of Ketchum, some valley, and in 1968, I came through this town, Ketchum, some valley, for the first time in my life. I was 22 years old, and there was nothing but sheep everywhere. And then we saw that, you know, the down spiral where sheep was taking the backseat to uh, other, you know, tourists, and, and we thought all along that we had a place to be among tourists and work things out together rather than, you know, going one against the other. We love animals. So we said the sheep has been here for a 100 years. There's no reason for the sheep to get out of here to make room for uh, skiers and tourists. We all can live together. So we took that direction and to see what's going on today. It's a really fulfilling in many ways that we now do work together with tourists. They love to see the sheep. Over 15, 17,000 people three days come to see the sheep in our festival. So I can say that, that we are all proud of this. And it's not my work or John Petey's work. It's togetherness as a community, Haley, Ketchum, Bellevue, Sun Valley, worked out very, very well. And it's good for the business, and it's good for history, culture, the Basque people, Peruvians now, and we have Scottish, all kinds of nationalities, but we've been able to bring it together and celebrate Trailing of the Sheep. Thank you so much for that information. We'll have more information on the Trailing of the Sheep at our website, TravelBrigade.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at Travel Brigade or follow us on Twitter at Travel Brigade. We'll be right back. They don't always agree, but they always seem to have the reasons. Next up, Travel Brigade's countdown of their favorites from this week's show on He Said, She Said.
Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. We've been here all weekend at the trailing of the sheep. We're sitting here in Ketchum. We just watched, I don't know, how many sheep, millions of sheep just come down the street? I think I heard the term 1,500. It seemed like they were going by for a long time. But it was really interesting watching the herders bring them down, seeing the dogs work, having everybody like really excited to see them go down. And preceding that, there were lots of cultural things going on tied into the people that are here. They came to sheep herd from the Basque country. There were people here from Poland. There was some Scottish bagpipes. All sorts of really interesting with heritage things that tied into the festival itself. Of course, we've had an amazing time. We've had enough lamb to, I don't even know where you get such good lamb. I mean, it's going to be really hard to compare with uh, all the great land we've had this weekend. We've learned a lot about sheep herding. We went to the drug trials, had a lot of a lot of fun. Yeah, and unfortunately, the festival has drawn to a close, and it's time for He Said, She Said, where we each pick our three favorite things about a travel destination, in this case, about this particular festival. As always, She Said goes first. I am going to go with my number three. It's going to be the Sheep Herders Ball. I had such a fun time there last night. We were there. There was music. There was a great band. I actually put a little note there on my Instagram. You can see just a little clip there on Travel Brigade's Instagram of the band that was there, as well as, you know, there was food, fun. It was just quite a bit of fun there last night. So that's going to be my number three. Yeah, Hot Time in Cowtown. Great band. You got to go check them out. My number three is the heritage that you get from this festival in our 21st century digital age. It's refreshing to sort of flash back to people actually herding sheep out somewhere. It's a whole new way of looking at the world. My number two, this is pretty much a great highlight for me, was for the love of lamb. And that's what kind of what happened when we first got here. That was our first event we went to. And I keep joking that it was really like, you know, Halloween. You knock on the door, you say, lamb or treat and you're handed piles of lamb. I don't know how it can get any better. You have a map, you know where to go. It's, you know, you go to different places. We had lamb sliders. We had lamb, you know, lamb meatballs. We had all these amazing things, local restaurants, really, really fun time. And that's sort of one of the highlights of this weekend. My number two was the sheepdog trials. It was really interesting to watch. These dogs are just incredible how fast they can run and how much they can run all over and how they work with the sheep herder just based on some whistles. And the whole thing was just an education in itself just to go watch it. Oh, my number one was just finishing. Of course, they're finishing the parade, which isn't the best part of the parade. You know, there's always aftermath when you have animals at the parade. But I will tell you, when we look down the street, and again, I will also uh, send some pictures on Twitter and Instagram of the massive amount of sheep coming down this road where we were just are. There's people walking all over now that the parade is gone. There's barbecues going on, people having, you know, lamb on spits and and all sorts of festivities still going on. But that was just a really fun scene, you know, kids of all ages enjoying all the sheep and all the festivities here at the parade. Since you picked the parade, I'm going to not pick the parade, but pick a moment from the parade, which is when you got these 1,500 lambs walking by you down Main Street. It's it's one of those travel things where where else are you going to see that? You know, where else are you going to see the Eiffel Tower, Paris? Where else are you going to see 1,500 lambs coming right by you down Main Street, Ketchum, Idaho? Well, and one thing I did have to pull Jeff back, he did think the trailing of the sheep and the parade was a little bit about the running of the bulls. So he was kind of running in front of the sheep and realized the sheep really don't chase people. They just kind of stay away from the dogs. So I don't know if that, I hope that wasn't a disappointment for you. 
No, it took some of the adventure out of it, but it was still just an amazing experience. Again, that's the end of this week's show. There's more. Uh, of course, you can check that out on our website, TravelBrigade.com. We will have contacts for everybody on this week's show on our hot sheet. Please join us again next week for another great travel destination. In the meantime, as always, please remember there are two stages in life. You're either on a trip or you're planning your next trip. Whatever stage you're in, please join us next week. See you next week and enjoy the trip. You have been listening to Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin on Travel Brigade. Connect with them on Facebook, Twitter, and at TravelBrigade.com.